it is. If it isn't, we fix my hair for this. <gasps> Kelly, aka the Laguna Biatch. Hey guys, I know it has been two weeks since the last podcast episode, but I am so excited that I can now use that as an intro. I'm not sure if I can use it as an intro. I feel like Spencer will find out and then sue me for like using his voice or something, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that will be the intro to the Laguna Biatch podcast. I think it's a pretty solid one. Let me know what you guys think. But I hope you guys have had an awesome two weeks. It's been a little while, and I want to thank you guys all for the birthday love. I got so many awesome DMs, so many people reaching out just to tell me to have a nice day. And I just really appreciate it, so I want to say thank you for that. I'll talk about the birthday weekend and all that at the end of the episode, but I wanted to start off because something happened last week. Remember when, or two weeks ago now, I guess, but remember when I did a Glee deep dive? Well, two days after it was happened, like, Naya Rivera unfortunately lost her life. And I feel really weird about it. You know, I always joke about having a third eye, and I'm not saying I predicted this. Like, I really, it just... It's kind of weird how I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then this happens after I talk about the Glee curse. And I know I usually talk pop culture at the end of the episode, and I'll still do that. But I kind of wanted to talk about Naya to begin the episode. Um, I'm completely shook about what happened, especially because of the Glee deep dive. And I don't know if my third eye was working or if it was just a coincidence. But either way, I'm a little freaked out. Like somebody asked me, they were like, can you talk more about how Leah Michelle was a monster? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to not talk about the Glee cast anymore. But with saying that, I wanted to take a moment to appreciate Naya's talent. And of course, when a celebrity passes away, everyone wants to talk how talented they were. But at the end of the day, I think it's really important to remember Naya for the pure talent that she had. You know, I feel like after Glee, we didn't really hear much from her. And unfortunately, like I said, we all just kind of like passed over her talent in a way. And I don't remember if I really talked about the reason I got into Glee in the last or week or two weeks episode. So if I'm repeating myself, please forgive me. When I was 18, I was sent to live with my dad because of issues with my mom. When I moved there, I was angry. I didn't like living there. I didn't want to be there. But one night, my stepmom asked me to watch Glee with her, a show that she knew I liked, a show that she enjoyed. And it was there that her and I really started to bond and form a really great relationship that we currently have. And I can remember sitting there and there was one moment where Corey and Naya were singing Like a Virgin and Naya only sang one part, but I was like, oh, she's a really good singer. And I remember saying that to my stepmom. I was like, she's really good. They should have her sing more. Anyway, Naya, of course, played Santana and apparently it was a role That was never meant to be what it was, but with Naya singing, dancing, and nailing every single line, they knew that they needed her. A lot of people have talked about it. Ryan Murphy came out and said that, you know, Santana wasn't supposed to be a main character, but they couldn't deny the talent that Naya had. And, you know, I've talked about my sexuality a little bit on this podcast, and I don't think I've ever really, like, come out about being anything. I've never come out as straight, never come out as bi, never come out as gay. And I feel like the way I am, I just like people... But there was one scene where Santana is struggling with her sexuality. She's admitting that she likes women, and she can't really, like, understand it. She's like, I like guys, but I also really love Britney. And when she sang Landslide to Britney, that's a scene I'll never forget. You know, I look at that song with a whole new meaning. Yeah, so that song's really important now. Like, it's way more important than it used to be to me, at least. And all of the cast have been posting photos of her, and they've all been insanely sweet. 
She seemed to get along with just about everybody, and everybody has said, you know, she was really funny, she was a firecracker, but she was a good person to the core. She was found on the seventh anniversary of Corey's death, and Corey's mom put up a beautiful post about how much Corey adored his friendship with Naya. I would read it, but I don't want to heavily sob. But if you look at Corey's Law on Facebook, you can see it there. And as I've said before, I don't know if I'm a religious person, but I believe there's something more. And I kind of wonder if maybe Corey was, you know, on the other side helping Naya be found. Does that sound weird? Am I saying that correctly? You guys know what I mean. But Heather Morris has put up a few posts and also makes me cry. Amber Riley's, Kevin McHale's. They're just all such beautiful posts. You know, when all is said and done, I wish we gave Naya the appreciation she deserved when she was living. I feel like that happens with a lot of celebrities who pass away. We we don't we don't appreciate them until they're gone. And I feel like not and I shouldn't just say celebrities. I feel like with a lot of people, you don't appreciate them until they're not there. So, you know, just reach out to a friend, tell them you're thinking of them, tell them you love them. Because you don't want to have that, like, hanging over you if anything happens. Life's really short. But in Naya's last moments, she saved her son, and that's how she'll be remembered. Not only will she be remembered as Santana, she's definitely not going to be remembered as Big Sean's ex. But to me, she's going to be remembered as an incredible singer, dancer, actress, and most of all, mother. Her last moments of life were saving her son, and that is pretty beautiful if you ask me. So for this episode of The Hills, we are on Season 3, Episode 13, and I watch it on Amazon Prime, but it's also on Hulu and the MTV app, so you can watch it there. So, of course, we have previously on The Hills. We find out that Spencer is annoyed with Heidi's job, but they'll be celebrating his Heidi's 21st birthday, and it's just going to be the two of them, which I kind of think's weird, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but I feel like 21st birthdays are supposed to be a really big deal, and they just didn't make it one, but anyway... We find out that Audrina and Justin Bobby are still basically the same and Justin won't commit to her fully. But finally, we have the fashion show. The Young Hollywood Party is happening this episode. And we also find out, maybe we found this out episodes before, I just didn't remember. But this is the first time they're ever doing a fashion show at a Young Hollywood Party. So it's a big deal. This is like a big ass deal. So we open the episode with the venue, and it's beautiful. There are couches everywhere. It, it looks so nice. Whitney did a fantastic job finding this location. But Lauren and Whitney end up meeting with Lisa, and we find out that Lauren is working backstage, and Whitney will be working front of house. And right away, Lisa goes, front of house is horrible. Front of house is no fun for anybody, but you're going to do great. Whitney basically has to greet all the guests, figure out where all the guests are sitting, And the front row is a big deal. They keep bringing up the front row and they're like, yeah, you have to make sure that it's cool people in the front row, basically. But Lauren and Whitney seem to be the ones running the show. And as we go into this episode, you'll realize they're not running the show, but they have pretty big parts. And the show is supposed to start promptly at 9 p.m., not a minute later. Lisa does not want it to be any later. Now we have an eight-second moment at Bolt House Productions. And Heidi gets flowers delivered from Spencer And it says something like, happy 21st birthday, I can't wait to celebrate 100 more with you. And then the new Elodie decides to take Heidi to lunch. She's like, oh, we should have lunch to celebrate your birthday. And I can't lie, that doesn't say new Elodie's name on the episode, and I can't remember it. So for now, we're going to call her new Elodie. The next scene, we are at Epic Records with Audrina and Kiara, and they're having lunch outside. We find out that 
Audrina and Justin Bobby are going to be going to the Viper Room to see a band called The Ruse. And Audrina's like, yeah, they're like an alternative band and I'm really excited to see them. She keeps saying, I might bring a CD back if they're good. I'm going to bring it to an A&R guy and then we're going to listen to it if they're good. And right away, Kiara is like, is it a date? I don't know. It's a Viper Room date. Okay, Audrina. All right, I guess I'm going to say it's a date. I'm going to say her and Justin Bobby are going on a date, even though Audrina won't admit it's a date. And I feel like the last few episodes have been very heavy Lauren and Whitney. So most of the scenes, other than at the very end of the episode, are really quick for Audrina and Heidi. Just to like remind us that, yes, those two girls are also a part of the storyline still. Because now we are at the Heidi birthday lunch. And Heidi and new Elodie sit at the table. And Heidi, like, made me laugh with this line. She goes, I need to um, order wine or something. It's, like, my first time. Oh, my God. And I can remember saying stuff like that, even though I was obviously drinking before 21. I was like, oh, my God, let me order my first alcoholic beverage ever. But I have a drinking game for you. If you watch this episode, take a shot every time somebody says 21 in this scene. I swear they say 21 at least 21 times, if not more. If you guys think I say like, you know, or right, or um, a lot, it doesn't, it does not even amount to the amount of 21s that they say in this one scene. But I am going to play an audio clip between Heidi and New Elodie, and they're kind of talking about Heidi's birthday plans, and New Elodie is not impressed by them. So what are you doing for your birthday? I think um, tonight Spencer's just taking that for a surprise dinner. So wait, it's your 21st and you just want it to be with Spencer? You know, it's about, like, me yeah. and Spencer. It's not like, oh, my, this is going to be the biggest moment of my life. It's like, I don't know, I hope it, you know, it's one of them, but it's not yeah. like being yeah. with him is the best part, you know, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. And I almost feel like in that scene, Heidi's, like, knows how crazy it sounds. But if you think about it, she doesn't really have any friends to, like, go out with, which is very sad. But I I like how she's like, you know, I hope this is one of the biggest parts of my life, but it's not the biggest part of my life. But yeah, I feel like you can just tell that new Elodie is like, oh my God, this is a very weird relationship and I'm just going to have to sit there and listen to it. Now we are at the Young Hollywood setup. So remember, it's in a really old church. And I think I said before, I don't think I could party in a church. But in LA, you can party anywhere. So Whitney and Lauren have to set up 1,500 gift bags by 7 p.m. And I don't think it had a timestamp, but it seemed like afternoon time when they said this. And Whitney's like, we need more help. And this is a lot of pressure for our girls. They're trying to figure everything out. Lauren's like counting the tables. Whitney is saying how nervous she is. And I am going to play an audio clip of the two of them just talking about it because... You just, you hear it in their voice. They're both pretty nervous. They're pretty nervous because this is a lot of pressure on Whitney and like a decent amount of pressure on Lauren, I guess. On the walkie, you have to let me know who's coming in. I will. I would like to see the list. People bring their little entourage with them and they want to sit with them. I'm nervous that I'm going to get my ass whooped. I'm just dying to know exactly how many VIPs they're planning on seating over there. There's like 12 seating areas. Now, well, doesn't you... the first row chairs count too as front row or no? No. We'll lie and say it's front row to people sitting there, but I'm nervous. I hope I can get everyone seated on time. So Whitney is like very stressed out about this whole young Hollywood event. She is freaking the fuck out. Lauren seems to kind of have her shit together like this whole episode. You can tell she's a little nervous about it, but she's kind of like, I got this. We got this. And, you know, I kind of wonder if it was odd for, you know, Lauren, Whitney, Audrina and Heidi to do stuff like this. 
Because by this time, Lauren and the girls, they were all over tabloids. And I just wonder if it's weird to be like, quote unquote, working at these young Hollywood events when they are young Hollywood. Like these celebrities already know who they are. The, I, th- I think by this time they had already posed on fucking Rolling Stone magazine. Like The Hills was a big deal. Season three, season four, I would say were the biggest seasons of The Hills in general. And I just, I wonder if it was weird for them to see, like, say Hayden Penetier, who I think at the time was dating Steven or just recently broke up with Steven. And Lauren has to be like, oh, sorry, I'm working. It reminds me of when I'd be at, like, Bath and Body Works at the mall and people would stop in and be like, I'd love to chat, but I'm very busy working. (laughs) Because, again, I think that this is the time where it really started to become, like, is it real? Is it fake? I know Justin Bobby said beginning of season three was real. He did say that. So, I mean, I guess we can assume that they are really working this event. But again, I wonder if it's weird because, you know, Lauren is on magazine covers with Hilary Duff and Hilary Duff ends up coming to this event. But we're still supposed to believe that, you know, Lauren and the girls aren't super famous. Okay, we get a quick break. You know, it fades into dark, then brightens up and... It is now time for the Young Hollywood Party, the party that we've been waiting for all season. And Jennifer, the director of PR, is giving Whitney a rundown. She's like, this won't be seated like any other fashion show we'd ever done. This is very off the cuff. And Whitney has to seat 390 people in about 15 minutes. Basically, Whitney is covering the back and the front, even though she thought she was just covering the front. She needs to make sure everything out back is going according to plan as well. And Whitney goes to visit Lauren and seems crazy stressed. Lauren's trying to tell her the walkie-talkie situation. She's like, you're 11, I'm 9. When we want to talk, we go to 1. And Whitney is just overwhelmed. She's not getting it. She kind of looks at Lauren. She's like, I don't get it. I don't know what you're saying. And she just walks away and Lauren's like, Whitney... But Whitney has shit to do. Whitney has to has to work. I mean, so does Lauren. But Whitney's like, I'm sorry, I don't have time to talk about your walkie-talkie situation. But they start letting people in, and Lauren starts pulling the teens for the fashion show. And then we find out that the red carpet is, in fact, backed up. Nobody wants a backed-up red carpet because that pushes everything back. That really screws everyone up. But Whitney lets Lauren know over the walkie-talkie, and we actually see Emmy Rossum and my girl Hayden Penetier in this scene on the red carpet. And this is when Hayden had her short hair, but it was, like, slicked back. Oh, I love that hair. If I could pull that off, I would, but I definitely, I think only Hayden and, like, Scarlett Johansson can pull off that haircut. But during all the chaos, we find out that now it's been pushed to 9.30. It's going to be a 9.30 start. It's no longer a 9 on the dot start because the the, um, red carpet was backed up, so... 9.30 is when they're going to start doing the fashion show. So now we're leaving that drama for the Viper Room with Audrina and Justin Bobby. We need a break from the Team Vogue party. And we need to remember that Audrina and Heidi are still a part of the show. Because like I said, the last few episodes have been so Whitney and Lauren heavy. But we are at the Viper Room with Justin Bobby and Audrina. And Audrina's not sure if this is a date. Remember that part too. So like usual, Justin Bobby and Audrina look great. They are in matching leather jackets. They look fantastic. I think visually this couple is probably the best looking couple on the hills. Like Brody and Lauren are cute and all, but like... Justin, Bobby, and Audrina made a hot-ass couple. But the band starts playing, and they kind of sound like the Killers. They kind of remind me of the Killers. I don't know if that's correct. But the weird one song you can hear, and I say weird because it's really low. You can't really, like, hear it that well. But Audrina says to Justin, Bobby, she goes, 
I want their CD to bring to Epic. Because she works for a record label and she wants to find new artists. And I think that's really dope. That's probably one of my dream jobs, I would say. But Audrina and Justin Bobby introduce themselves to the band after the show. And she asks for one of their CDs. And then the band invites her to the after party. She, he's like, we're actually going to get drinks. If you want to come to the after party, it'll be a good time. And she says, yeah, yeah, sure, that'll be fun. Okay, now we're at dinner with Spidey. We're, we're still not at the Team Vogue. We don't know what's happening at Team Vogue, but we're stressed about it. Basically, they walk in and Spencer surprises her with a new Chanel purse. And Heidi says, this is my favorite purse I've ever gotten in my entire life. Okay, Heidi, chill out. But it seems like a really awkward, tense dinner. They both seem very off. Spencer's like, you want more wine? You seem very serious. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. This is exactly what I wanted to do on my birthday. Just hang out with you. I'm totally fine. This is the best birthday ever. I don't have to worry about Audrina. You know, last year, it was like Audrina was trying to come to my table and there was so much drama and now there's no drama. But they just seem very off. They don't seem very happy in this moment. And of course, they'll likely say everything was fake. But we know that it wasn't all fake. Anyway, back to the young Hollywood party. We see a very young Selena Gomez, Misha Barton, and then people who look vaguely familiar, but I don't know their names. I'm sorry. But Lisa realizes that the Cedars aren't out to seat people. It's her and Whitney and everyone starts coming into the event. And then all of a sudden they go, where are the Cedars? We need to find Cedars. It's not just us sitting people. So Lauren is trying to get Whitney over the walkie. You know, while Whitney's running around, she kind of takes her earpiece out, which you don't do. Always keep that earpiece in. I used to, I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods and that's what I used to do and get in trouble. I took my earpiece out because I couldn't focus on what I was trying to do. I should have been fired from that job a million times. So like I said, it's very chaotic and Whitney's very stressed and Lauren comes out of the back room to get Whitney because she isn't wearing her earpiece. But they figure it out and Whitney ends up getting a compliment. Jessica, Jennifer? Jennifer came back and said Whitney did a great job. So Lauren comes out again and asks for a thumbs up and Whitney gives a thumbs up. But they need to wait because Hilary Duff is coming. But Lauren can't hear Whitney. Lauren's going, okay, we're ready, we're ready. But luckily they wait. Luckily it, it waits and Hillary shows up and the show starts and it goes off perfectly. We see a big fashion show and it's going really well and how exciting. And now we are taking another break from the Teen Vogue party to go to one sunset with the band, Audrina and Justin Bobby. And they all giggle when Audrina orders the naughty schoolgirl. She's like, I love the naughty schoolgirl. I want that. Oh my God, it comes with a lollipop too. Yay. But Mark from the band seems to be flirting with Audrina and he invites her to the after after party. And Mark's eyes are like really red. (laughs) Like Mark looks pretty fucked up. That's all I can say about Mark. But he ends up going to the bar with one of the friends and he's like, that Audrina chick, she's really into me, but I don't know about her and Justin. I don't know if they're a couple. And the guy's kind of like, I don't know, why don't you just ask the guy? So Mark decides to ask Justin Bobby about the Audrina situation. And Mark goes, are you and Audrina hot and heavy? Justin Bobby has the most Justin Bobby response. He just goes, we're cool. She's a good person. And he goes, I wanted to ask her out unless you guys are together. And all that Justin Bobby says is, she's good. And he keeps repeating it until Mark gets the hint and like stands up and walks away. He's like, she's good, bro. She's good. She's good. So is Justin Bobby marking them as together? Is that how Justin Bobby is going to say that they're dating? Just she's good when guys ask if they can hit on her? I mean, I give Mark a little credit for asking before he pursued Audrina. 
But Audrina comes back to the table and her and Justin Bobby decide to leave the party and they're not going to the after after party. So now everybody is regrouping after the young Hollywood party and everyone's very happy with how the show went. And it's basically just awesome for our girls Lauren and Whitney. They had a really great event and they basically planned the whole thing. Whitney really killed it. So I feel like this is really setting Whitney up to like or for us to understand that Whitney is better than Lauren at Teen Vogue. And she has a future more so than Lauren. I don't know if that's right, but that's kind of what, those are the vibes I'm getting. So after that little meeting, we are back with Justin, Bobby, and Audrina. And she's like, everyone was cool except for that one guy. He was pretty touchy-feely. And Justin, Bobby goes, he liked you. He wanted you. And it reminded me of like Miss Congeniality. But she goes, yeah, but I'm going home with you. And he goes, that's why we work so well together. Why? So you can, like, ignore her all the time, and but when a guy wants to, like, hit her up, you're like, no, she's mine. That's why they work so well together. We're back at Heidi's birthday, and Heidi keeps saying she's happy. And she's like, I'm really happy it's just us and no one else is here and all this stuff. But Spencer's just kind of, like, nodding his head, giving her that crazy smile with his eyes really big. He's like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And they actually, like, have a real kiss, not that weird, like, tip-of-the-lip kiss that they typically do. They have a full kiss, so that was that was a moment where I was like, oh, I need to write that down, a real kiss. The next scene, it is just Whitney and Lauren walking down the red carpet, leaving the Young Hollywood event, and they're both really proud of themselves. But the episode ends with Spencer on his phone. Spencer's typing away on his BlackBerry, and Heidi just looks upset. Heidi does not look happy on her birthday, and... Let's be real. If you have a shitty birthday, that's no fun. I think we can all agree with that. And it seems like she maybe is realizing she has no friends to party with other than Spencer. And Spencer has alienated a lot of his friends. So it's just just the two of them in a little toxic bubble. So you want some gossip about the Hills reboot? Well, it has been put on hold indefinitely. They're not going to continue filming. Apparently the cast is really upset about it. I haven't talked to any cast members about it, but the Ashley Reality Roundup. If you love reality TV, I highly suggest you follow that website. Um, like I said, it's called the Ashley Reality Roundup. She does a lot with the Duggars and Teen Mom, but also really any reality TV, I feel like. But yeah, apparently they are not going to resume filming anytime soon. And I was really surprised about that because I feel like... I mean, I know right now California is a COVID hotspot, so maybe not. But I feel like if this was The Challenge or Teen Mom or, say, like, Siesta Key, they would find a way to work around it. I think with Teen Mom, they're probably going to do a lot of, like, GoPro filming and stuff like that. Or everybody wear a mask and wherever they go, make sure it's disinfected. Something like that. But I am so surprised that they put the hills on hold indefinitely. I definitely didn't see that one coming. And I'm kind of wondering if it's because of ratings, maybe because people didn't love the reboot like season one. MTV is just kind of like, let's just delay it and then not bring it back. Which I think really sucks because Jason said that this season was going to be really good. And I also wanted to see Brody with his like new 20 something year old girlfriends meeting Caitlyn. I think that would be a great storyline. But somebody told me, they like DM'd me or whatever. They're like, nobody wants to see Heidi and Spencer. And I was like, that's not true. I think people actually really like them now. Or at least really like Spencer. I think when you watch Heidi, I don't know. I feel bad for Heidi when I watch her. I'm always like, oh, you remind me of like the aunt who thinks she's really, really funny and cool. And she's just not. But yeah, I guess we'll just have to see if it comes back. 
Right now, I know Kristen is flying back and forth from L.A. to Nashville. She spends a week in L.A., week in Nashville for a new reality show that's going to be on E! Don't know what it's called. Don't know much about it. She's either going to be a judge or a host. But a lot of people asked me if she was doing the Hills reboot. And I think she was just going to have like scenes on it. I don't think she was going to be a big cast member on it. But right now that is what Kristen is up to. Um, I think it's really actually funny. I've started following Jay on Instagram like I said before. I wanted to follow him to find out who was killing his chickens. And then I found out that raccoons kill chickens and it really ruined my whole day. But I think it's really funny that he hangs out with Carrie Underwood's husband all the time, Mike Fisher. Apparently they're neighbors out in Leaper's Fork in Tennessee. I, it's kind of like out by Franklin. But I guess that they're always riding around. Their buddies always on like motorcycles and stuff. So, I mean, I wish we got to see that friendship on Very Cavallari. But again, Very Cavallari was more about Kristen than it was Jay. And I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Jay ends up getting like some kind of hunting and fishing show. I'm surprised he hasn't been like in touch with Barstool Sports or anything. I just feel like he would fit in perfectly with all those guys. Could be wrong, but you know, you know how it goes. Anyway, I'm kind of living for Single J. I think the content's really funny. I think that Kristen is... Actually, you know what I'm going to say, actually, about both of them? I am really happy that they've taken the divorce out of the tabloids. I know for a while they were pushing a lot of stories, and it was kind of just like, stop, stop the violence, guys. Just like, just be cool. Your kids are going to Google this one day. And now it seems like they're doing a really great job co-parenting and they are out of the tabloids. So that is exciting stuff. And I actually, I'm not saying that sarcastically either. I think it's always great when they decide to not use it for any kind of publicity and just realize that the kids have Google and eventually one day they're going to Google what happened. So yeah, it seems like everything's all set between them. And I believe they just sold their Bancroft mansion. It's kind of funny. People will DM me and they'll be like, have you ever driven by Kristen's house? Did you ever try and find Kristen's house? First of all, no, I have never done that. I, I, I was actually, when I moved to Nashville, I thought she still lived in Chicago. So I found out she lived in Nashville and I was like, oh my God, I hope I don't seem like a stalker. Um, I've driven by the Bancroft neighborhood, but it's gated. You can't go down there. One time I did see the gate open and I was like, I could just pull in, but then I was scared because my car is kind of, you know, it's an older car. It's kind of beat up and I'm going to drive it until the wheels fall off. But I was like, oh, they'll definitely know that I don't belong here. So as I do, I put up the questions and you guys give me topics to talk about. Somebody asked me to talk about COVID and how I think it is going to affect reality shows and different shows and movies throughout the year. And yeah, I mean, it is kind of crazy to think that, you know, we, I mean, Let me say, the show's not happening is the least of our worries, but that's what I'm going to focus on. I think it is kind of crazy to know that, like, you know, one of my favorite shows is The Bold Type or Superstore. Neither of those shows will probably film for, like, a really long time. And again, there are worse things in the world than my shows not being filmed. It's just kind of crazy to think about it because you're like, what is TV going to look like? I cannot handle so many Skype reunions. It drives me up a wall. But then they also asked me about COVID on everyday life. And I've talked a bit about COVID in the past and I've broken COVID rules. For my birthday, I had some people at a hotel room and I thought it was safer. It was like the safest option. There were less than 10 of us. 
It was a big hotel room. We wore masks. But I don't know. I, I still feel guilty about it because I know I shouldn't have done it. And I don't have much to say on it other than in Nashville right now, there's a mandated mask thing. You know, you have to wear your mask whether you're outside, inside. You know, I go into the office now and unless you're sitting in your cube, you have to wear a mask. And that's, you know, I've decided to follow those rules and I, I'm saying that's my choice. I got a really, really angry review because I told people to wear masks. And, you know, I, for a while, I was still going out not wearing a mask. So, yeah, that was a little hypocritical of me. But recently, my mom was diagnosed with COVID. Luckily, she does not have the breathing issues with it. There's a lot of different things that can go along with it. And she she was in the hospital for a day. But she's good now. And I'm kind of like, wow, like, this is something that I didn't think was going to really affect me. But now that I know my mom has it and I just want to make sure I just want to be safe for like everybody else. Do what I can do my part. But yeah, that's that's what I think about that. And I don't know how reality shows are going to do it. I was talking to somebody who runs a Bravo page and he said that the housewives will still go on and they're going to, you know, really disinfect everywhere they go. If somebody gets COVID, they're going to have a trail so they'll know exactly where they were. But I guess you can only, I guess, wait and see. I don't know what else to say. So let's talk about my birthday surprise. Let's talk about Spencer. So the other week, two weeks ago, I guess now, I keep saying I guess now, who am I? Anyway, I was really pushing to get to 50,000 followers. I was pushing so hard because I was really close and I was going to buy a Spencer cameo for all of us to have him congratulate me on 50,000 and have him say hey to the Biatch community. So what's funny is my friends and I, we've been buying each other cameos for our birthdays. Um, I think it's just a cool gift and something you can keep forever, you know, instead of a random, like, I don't know. I don't know. We're just doing cameos. I think they're really fun. So I kind of thought that they were going to get me a Spencer cameo, but I wasn't sure. They could have got me Heidi. They, they're, you know, there are other people on there who I really like. And all of a sudden they're like, we have to do your birthday Zoom tonight because we're busy the night of your birthday. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I kind of had a feeling But again, I wasn't sure. And then when we got on Zoom, my friend Steph shared her computer screen and I heard, well, well, well. And I was like, holy shit. And it was kind of weird. I kind of felt like it was a rude message, but I also knew it was Spencer. So I didn't know what to expect. And a few people were like, were you really mad about that? And no, I wasn't really mad about it. I thought it was funny. I mean, I was kind of like, wow, that was like a dick thing to do. But because my friend spent money, that's why I was kind of like, oh, like you couldn't even I don't know. But end of the day, it's Spencer. What more did I expect? And I asked them what they said. And my friend Rich was like, oh, we just told him you're Laguna Biatch and to say your name and stuff like that. So when he said I was the biggest LC fan on the planet, that came from Spencer's heart, not my friend's notes. (laughs) But no, it was really funny, and I'm really glad I was able to share it with you guys, but shout out, so our group chat is called The Guild, so shout out to The Guild for buying that cameo. On my birthday, I ended up getting a um, hotel room at the Bode Hotels in Nashville, and it was really big. It was like 1,200 square foot, two bedroom, two bathroom apartment with a full kitchen, full living room, so it was really big. There were less than 10 of us, wore masks. Um, I do think my room was haunted. Um, one thing I haven't really talked about is like, I feel like I'm really susceptible. I feel like I have really vivid dreams about people who have passed away 
And if you guys are interested in that, I'll talk about it. But I kept waking up at 3.33 in the morning. And on Sunday morning, I didn't feel well. So I got up, used the bathroom. And there was this lamp there that was like a dimming lamp. So I turned that on. And as I'm sitting on, you know, going to the bathroom, the light kept getting really, really bright and then really, really dull, then really, really bright, then really, really dull. And during that time, I was like, I'm just going to ignore this. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about this right now. (laughs) But yeah, there was definitely some weird energy in the hotel room, but it was fun. It was nice Um, when we can really start traveling. I highly recommend Bode Hotel. You can have a lot of people in there. And it's not super expensive. It's right near downtown. Definitely worth the money. Hayden Penetier, guys. I wrote this before she made her Instagram post. My third eye. This is a third eye moment. I'm sure of it. But you guys know that I love Hayden. I'm always ready for a Hayden comeback. My my triple threat queen who's very underrated. And I am happy to announce that she has been granted a restraining order against her boyfriend who was, of course, arrested for domestic violence. I think he was arrested for like eight counts of felony assault. And I feel like a comeback's happening. I don't know how or when or anything, but she put up a post saying she's ready to speak about domestic violence and share her story, use her voice for good. So hell yeah, Hayden. I am, like I said, I'm always rooting for Hayden. She is... I think she's been through a lot. I think she's been through a lot in Hollywood. You guys know that I think there's, or we all probably know, there's a really, really dark side to Hollywood. And unfortunately, I think Hayden's been involved with that a lot. But it's time. Alexa, play Don't Put Dirt on My Grave Just Yet by Hayden Panettiere. She sang that on the show Nashville. It's a good song. Even if you don't love country music, I suggest listening to it. And that's a show, it might be on Hulu, I don't know if it's still on Hulu, but if you want a good show to get into, Nashville is a good, good show for the first like two or three seasons, and then it went to CMT, and then it went to shit. But anyway, really good show, it's all original songs for the most part, and yeah, watch Nashville if you haven't watched it, and Connie Britton is a fucking icon, Hayden Panettiere is incredible in it. The guy, what's his name? I think it's Chip, Cheap. Who's Cheap? Chip Easton. Eaton? Easton? Anyway, he plays Deacon. Super hot. What is Zaddy? And then Lennon and Maisie Stella are in it as well. It's just, it's such a good show. Jonathan Jackson's in it. A little haughty. little haughty patati. When I moved to Nashville, I didn't have a job. And I was actually, I was able to be an extra on the show Nashville a few times. So, It was kind of cool to be on the show and kind of see how everything works. And then you got free lunch, which is great because, again, I didn't have a job, didn't have money. And you made like 120 bucks. So it was it was a great time. Anyway, watch it if you can. Another thing people wanted me to talk about was Will and Jada. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. And Will and Jada came out and talked about how Jada was in an entanglement with the singer August Alsina. I probably butchered his last name and I apologize. But they kind of had no choice because August said he had a relationship with Jada and everyone wanted to know if it was true or not. So Will and Jada sat down and tea started to spill. And Jada admitted to being in an entanglement with August and Will was like, no, it was a relationship. Now, when Will said that, he just looked so broken. And I love Will Smith. Will Smith is probably in my top five favorite celebrities of all time. But I keep seeing everyone saying that Jada cheated on Will, but they both said that they weren't together at that point in their relationship. They were broken up and Will said he didn't think he would even speak to Jada again. He was like, no, we weren't together during this time. And I believe it was 2016. 
But they worked through it, got back together, leaving August in the past. And I always thought that they had an open relationship. I feel like those have been rumors for such a long time. And I was surprised that they really wanted to talk about it. And at the time, like I said, I was kind of like, didn't we already know that you guys had entanglements with other people? I will say, if they do ever break up, I would love Will Smith and Margot Robbie to get together because I feel like they had great chemistry in that awful movie Focus. And Jada Pinkett Smith, like, you could, you're a little hottie. She's hot. She could get, like, any guy she wanted. (laughs) But obviously they work through it. I am still very surprised that they talked about it just because they've always kind of pushed aside those rumors that they had an open relationship. But yeah, I do think that Will looked really broken on the um, sit down with Jada. I love Will Smith. He's like, you know, you you hurt Will Smith, you hurt me. It's like, if you hurt Kelly Clarkson, you hurt me. Add Will Smith to that list. But again, it looks like they've moved past it. So I guess we will too. But yeah, like I said, entanglement is going to be the new word. And I was really surprised they talked about this just because of all those rumors that have already kind of happened. This is kind of a side note that I don't think many people care about. (laughs) Country singer Morgan Wallen had his baby. I told you guys a while ago that he was going to be a dad. And apparently she, the woman's name is Katie. And she allegedly cheated on him. So he wanted to see if the baby was his. I've heard a lot of different stories. I've also heard he's not the nicest guy in the world. But whatever happened, happened, and he is stepping up to be a dad, so it seems. I'm not going to say anything negatively about this situation. It's just happy, happy that they were able to make it work. I think that that's really cool of them. And yeah, on another note where I don't think people will really care, (laughs) Michael Ray and Carly Pierce, I've talked about them. They are country singers, and I followed them for a long time. But I feel like I'm one of the only people who care about them and their divorce. And there's a little bit of tea, so I might as well talk about it. Carly is out there liking tweets and comments about how he cheated on her. And I don't know if this is going to blow up to become a bigger story. I honestly don't think it will. Um, Do we think that Michael likely cheated on her? Probably. I still feel like their relationship was weird to begin with because everything leading up to their wedding was an ad. So I'm like, that's kind of weird anyway. But listen to Carly Pierce's music. She's great. Listen to Michael Ray's music. I like him too. He's super hot. Carly Pierce's song, Every Little Thing Will Make You Cry. So give him a listen. Now I'm going to talk about the challenge, okay? So spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about the season finale of the challenge. You guys know that I can't stand Johnny Bananas. And he won. But I'm happy that Jenny won. I think that she's a really great addition to the show. And she reminds me of my girl Emily Schrome, who you all know I love. Fessy is my new favorite because he's super hot and I also think he's really good. Like, I think he's an actual real-life athlete, which is cool. I was surprised that Corey grew on me so much. I feel like since he signed on to Teen Mom, uh, or since he's become a father, I should say, he's just, he's a completely changed guy and I think he's awesome. Bailey really surprised me. Um, I know that she hurt her knee, but I think she did way better without Swaggy. Once Swaggy left the competition, I was like, oh, Bailey can actually, like, hold her own. It's really cool. She was able to show everyone that she had a lot of fight in her. So one thing that I thought was weird was at the start of the episode, TJ said somebody will become however much richer, not two people will be. They also made it seem like people's times would be important because each event was timed. This is something they've done in previous challenges, the time thing, but at the end, the time just didn't matter. Um, Apparently, Rogan wasn't allowed to be physical with bananas during their elimination, and that made me kind of scratch my head a bit, but apparently there were a lot of rocks. So they didn't want Johnny or Rogan to get hurt. 
because they're on the top of a mountain in the middle of like Austria. Now, a lot of challenge fan pages have alluded that production did help Johnny win. Now, remember, he was fined for PED use after he took the money from Sarah, but nobody has brought it up. A quick Google search will tell you that, and he took Adderall so he could stay up later than Sarah, meaning he had a better time than her. I understand he said he was thinking like a producer, but still he cheated. He used Adderall so he could beat Sarah. Um, I wanted Anissa to make the final so bad. I think Anissa is one of the most underrated challengers of all time. She holds her own. She may not be like the best physical competitor. She's very funny. She's great at puzzles. She's good at math. And I would want her in a final, especially because she's never been there in like 12 seasons or however long it's been. Like, you think that girl doesn't want to work hard in a final? Anissa in the final, whatever season she's on next, she deserves it. Overall, I think it was a pretty good season just because I know what a really bad season of the challenge is like. I'm not going to say it's like the best one, but I don't think every challenge needs to have a massive explosion or anything like that. I think puzzles and math problems can go a really long way with that show. And this final seemed like fairly easy, just cold. I mean, maybe easy isn't the right word. I know I couldn't do it, but maybe not as difficult as finals in the past. Like I said, I like puzzles. I like more involved things than just physical strength. There was also no eating, which I think there should have been. I mean, you need that eating throw up montage. But overall, it was a fine season. I think I'm just too nostalgic for it, and that's my issue. One thing a lot of people wanted me to talk about was Britney Spears, and I'm always kind of on the fence about talking about Britney. Um, I definitely think something's going on, but I don't think all these theories and conspiracies is helping it. I think, if anything, it's just making her team you know, make her do more videos to make her seem happy or like have stage paparazzi photos of her driving her car because under her conservatorship, she's not allowed to drive. I know that there's this TikTok video going on. It's like, if you need help, wear yellow in your next video. And then she wore yellow. But I don't think Britney has any control over that. I don't think Britney sits there and reads comments. I don't think she's allowed to. You know, I think it's tough. So Justin Anderson, he did a big thing saying he doesn't believe in the free Britney movement thing. He's like, I love Britney. She looks happy. She looks healthy. That's all that matters. And he did bring up a good point. If her family wasn't there in 2007, Britney probably wouldn't be here. I do think they've probably exerted a little more power than they should. And I know she doesn't get the money that like she should be getting. So I think I'm always on this line. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and like make fun of her um, Instagram videos because that's not helpful either. But yeah, I hope that Britney is okay. And I think in a parallel universe, Britney is living in Louisiana, raising her boys and just being happy. I just want her to be happy. That's it. I want Britney Spears to be happy. I think Britney Spears has been through it. She's been over-sexualized since she was 16. I mean, the record label, she has a deeper voice when she sings, and the record label made her change her voice because it was too deep. I think Hollywood's been really nasty to Britney, and I don't think you've ever really heard anything bad about Britney. People want to, like, laugh at her for shaving her head, laugh at her for going through what she went through in 2007, laugh at her fucking dance videos now. The media has never been kind to Britney, um, I'll never forget, there's a Watch What Happens Live episode with Zoe Saldina, and she was in Crossroads with Britney, and somebody called her and, like, kind of made a joke, or, you know, like, a live caller called into Watch What Happens Live, and kind of made a joke about Britney, and Zoe was like, that's not fair, Z- um, Britney is one of the kindest people, she didn't need to be nice to me, not many people in the business were nice to me, but she was, 
And I don't think you've ever really heard anything bad about Britney. Obviously, she went through it very publicly, but I feel really bad for her. And I hope that whatever is happening, I just hope that she ends up okay. That's all I can say. Piggybacking off of that, not really piggybacking, but because I'm talking about Britney, this popped into my head. Justin Timberlake allegedly, and <laughs> not just Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale allegedly had a baby. Apparently, they welcomed a baby boy and someone was like, well, that means during the cheating scandal, Jessica was pregnant. And it's like, oh, fuck, I forgot about the cheating scandal. So much has happened. But hey, they're two good looking people. So I'm sure that baby is genetically blessed and that bank account is already very nice for that baby. I'm trying to think. I know a lot of people have been asking me for things to watch because we've kind of run out of stuff to watch when you can't really do much. If you haven't watched The Bold Type, I really suggest that. Give it a few episodes. Um, the Down to Earth with Zac Efron on Netflix was really good. The Jeffrey Epstein document, documentary, <laughs> documentary, oh my god, <laughs> on Netflix is really good. I could not watch it in one sitting. It made me really sick to my stomach. So just a heads up with that. Looking for Alaska on Hulu is really good. All American on Netflix is really good. I don't know. Those are, those are my suggestions for now. And that's kind of all I got for you this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. There is gonna There are going to be two weeks of August where I do not have a podcast because I'll be flying home. I know the risk of flying. I just want everyone to know that. I know the risk of traveling right now. But my family and I, were aware of the risks. But I'll tell you what, let me, let me be real about COVID and like quarantine. I was alone for two months and it was really fucking hard. Um, I never, I, two, two months straight, I did not break quarantine role, rules. I would go to my friends, I guess, and have like porch hangouts. Like they, they have a backyard <laughs> and I would stand on one side of the fence and they'd be six feet away. But that was probably some of the hardest times of my life, being alone for that long, especially right after girl passed away. And I haven't seen my family. My brother just had a serious health scare. My mom is going through COVID. Um, my dad, I haven't seen anybody since March, but it feels like it's been a million years. We're very aware of the risks of me traveling and we're just gonna, we're just gonna make it work. No hugs. I know that. And right when I got off the plane, gonna shower change my clothes do all of that but that's at the end of August it'll be two weeks of no podcast thank you guys so much for listening as always I love when you tell me you know your thoughts and opinions on the podcast so if you want to like subscribe rate um also make sure you join the Facebook group we've been having some fun conversations just look up the Laguna Biatches the answer of who blocked me could be Spencer Audrina and I think those are the only two right now. Sometimes people unblock me. Oh, also exciting. Whitney shared a Laguna Biatch post. Whitney, Whitney can be on board. We need to get Whitney on the podcast. But I hope you guys have an awesome week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you next week. Yeah, just kidding about being all done with that. Um, I need to talk about something real quick. Well, Nicki Minaj is having a baby. So that's exciting. I feel like she's talked about it wanting a family for a while. So good for Nicki. Anyway, we need to talk about Kanye a little bit, okay? Um, I'm genuinely worried about Kanye. I feel like Kanye is definitely going through it. And one thing is that People Magazine doesn't typically write things that aren't true. I would say People Magazine is right up there with TMZ, except it's not trash gossip. It's like real life stuff. 
And they're saying that Kanye is currently going through a manic bipolar episode. Um, Yeah, I'm worried about him. I love Kanye's music. I think he's really talented. I think his music's great. I just, I feel like he's going through it. And I also feel like the public is laughing. It's like Britney going through it. I feel like people are just watching him spiral and they don't really get it. I mean, he just did a rally in South South Carolina and he said that Harriet Tubman didn't free any slaves. He also said that he almost killed his daughter, North. He's like up there screaming and crying, saying he almost killed North. He almost got an abortion or Kim almost got an abortion. The Kardashians haven't said anything. I don't know if they will say anything. I guess it's a wait and see thing. But I really hope Kanye gets the help he needs. I feel like every few years he goes through this. But I don't know. I think it's actually kind of scary. And a lot of people are making fun of him for it. And I don't think this is funny. I think it's really scary. And I really hope that he gets the help he needs. Whether I like Kanye, whether I dislike Kanye, that doesn't matter. I'm a human. He's a human. And I can just, I feel like you're watching someone go through something very publicly. And it's not going to end well. And I'm nervous about that. So... A lot of people are like, well, where are the Kardashians and all this? And I don't really, I don't know. I mean, do I think Kim should say something? Yes. Do I think she's obligated to? No. Do I think Kris Jenner should be like, hey, Kanye, come home. Like, don't do this. Yes. Do I think Kanye would listen? Probably not. This might be one of those moments where you just have to let him do what he's going to do. Um, yeah, this is, this is scary, and I'm, I'm actually really nervous about Kanye. I don't see this ending well, and I don't want to say that, but I think, I don't know, it's just, this makes me very, very nervous, and I think that, and I don't really want anyone to vote for him. I'm not, I know I shouldn't tell you how to vote, but I'm just, I'm scared. I'm scared for Kanye, and I really hope he gets the help he needs, because... That He definitely needs help. He definitely needs something. But I wanted to end on the Yeezus note because that was, it was really wild. If you haven't seen clips from his rally, definitely recommend you looking him up on Twitter. It's kind of like, oh my God, what is happening? But that is what I'm ending with. And I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and I will talk to you later. Bye.